I don't know if it's an actual term or if I'm making it up, but I'm going to tell you this phrase, a spillover effect. Um, I think it's obvious what it means, a spillover effect. Uh, let's say that this represented a garden and I uh, poured water onto it to refresh it and get it nourished and, you know, feed the garden. And the water spilled over to this dried up piece of wood and it began to uh, sprout blossoms and flowers and come back to life. The spillover effect. Or another way of looking at it, I wrote this morning in the Facebook page um, about eating leftovers. I'm one of those people that say sometimes, many times, leftovers are better than the actual meal. Uh, although I know some people who won't, <coughs> who won't eat leftovers. It's against their religion or something. I don't know. But today feels like that, leftovers or spillover effect, because last week was particularly strong about do penance. And if you turn away from God, punishment will come to you, and you can't possibly live a good life if you're not in touch with God. It was just kept pounding away at us. It was giving us a, a left punch and a right punch and a left punch. It just kept it up. But Sunday we celebrated Laetare Sunday. Rejoice. The, all the pink. Rejoice. And then Monday, the day after, what do we hear? Just, just such positiveness. And it, it's like Laetare Sunday spilled over into Monday. <clears throat> we hear these promises to the Israelite people. And, <clears throat> and in it, the prophet says, you know, you're going to be so blessed now, and God is pouring blessing into you that, that it'll, be, it'll be just typical for anyone to live to be 100 years old. Now, that's ridiculous in those days. Uh, the, you know, people didn't live past 30, I think, many, 40, maybe 50, yeah, but, but not to 100. That was very rare. But the exaggeration in scriptures is always meant to put emphasis behind the blessing, emphasis behind the blessing. And he, he repeats it and says, you know, if you, if you, as a youth, don't live over 100 years, uh, well, there's something really wrong because that's the promise. Everybody's going to live a long life and just find blessing after blessing after blessing. And then we echoed that in that refrain we kept saying, I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. You don't just love me. You don't just watch over me. You rescued me. You pulled me out of my, out of my messes and you make all things right. So in that context, we get this wonderful scripture, and this is what I call the long-distance um, healing of Jesus. Uh, it happens only a few times, but mostly around this, this experience. This is the Lord, I'm not worthy. You should come under my roof, only say the word, and my soul will be healed. Uh, it's, it's probably the same scene. But in this scene, not a Jew. This is someone from the royal court, so I, I'm presuming this is a Gentile. But he saw what Jesus was doing and heard what Jesus was saying. And, you know, sometimes non-believers believe more than believers because they see something and they take it for what it is and they just say, wow, I, I'm not in that faith, but wow, that person's holy. So uh, here this royal court person, his uh, son is sick and maybe dying. And so he just goes up to Jesus and asks him. And Jesus' response uh, again, it, it sounds a little rude, but I think it's a way of always putting emphasis on what's about to happen. And he says, you people are always looking for signs. It sounds like a put-down. But the man begs, please, Lord, you can, you can make my son well. Please come to my house. And then Jesus says, 
your, your son will live. But the beauty is that right away it says, and he believed. All Jesus had to say, long distance, your son will live. I'm not going to go to your house, your son will live. And he believed. And then his whole household became believers. Would that it would be that easy that we would see the works of God in our lives and, and believe. And I suppose we all do. But, you know, to go deeper down to those profound depths of, of love and faith and hope and trust, you know, we, we need to open wide our eyes and listen carefully. But most of all, read the signs of the times with our hearts. Because I think it's in the heart where, where faith and trust and love and all of it comes together. Where we kind of savor and taste. It's where we eat the leftovers and say, wow, they're even better today. And as we do that, and when we do that, I think our faith comes alive. Let us stand. And placing our needs in the hands of the Lord, let us lift up our prayers to the Heavenly Father.